socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. We're recording live from the Evergreen in the uh, Suez Canal. Yeah. Hopefully the power of this podcast can dislodge it. We don't have to. I feel like it's always the last episode where we're like, we have to do a current event. To... Topical. <laughs> I got an idea. If you're you're going to a, you get invited to a party, what do you bring for a dish to pass? Great question. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> is a dish to, is the phrase a dish to pass a uniquely Midwestern thing? I feel like it is. Maybe. I don't think it's in California nice, they're like icebreaker. bring a dish to pass. I bring fluff. <laughs> you bring fluff. <laughs> Just just a jar of marshmallow fluff? No, the the like the like jell jello uh jelly dessert thing. It's called fluff in the Midwest usually, or like uh what else is it called? Yeah, it's like marshmallow fluff and like maraschino cherries and Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those fifty zzz, fucked up recipes. I think I know what it is, but I'm pretty sure I've repressed memories. It's of very it, unhealthy. So. Carried down from grandmothers to grandsons. You mix mayo with marshmallow fluff. What are other... Let's tell people about other Midwestern delicacies. Is the brandy slush, I feel like, might be uniquely a Midwestern party thing, yeah. too. Sounds about right. Correct. Yeah. Correct us if we're wrong, but if you're in fucking... Yeah, yell it. Sit in your car while you're listening to this and yell at us about yeah. what we're Kelly, wrong about. you've never had a slush before? I've had... A slush from 7-Eleven. Not, not the same about, thing. We're talking about a brandy slush in a big yeah. Kemp's ice cream bucket, dipshit. What the fuck <laughs> that you is scoop this? out. You've never seen this before? Is it alcoholic? Or is it like a... Yes, the brandy stock? slush is alcoholic, Kelly. God! <laughs> okay, dude, I'm t- I, you, I just gave you an example of butterscotch <sighs> ice cream. That's not alcoholic. They use scotch to flavor it, but it's not alcoholic. <laughs> oh, grew up. Kelly grew up in the in the bourgeoisie of Green Bay, Wisconsin yeah, suburbs, the where city Scott and I were fucking <laughs> Golden Hill. Scott and I were in the fucking swamps of Wisconsin. Kelly's right. over there perched up on his toilet paper manufacturing capital of the world throne. Yeah. They got a Panda Express there, okay? <laughs> They're a half hour drive away from the cherries, the sweet sweet cherries of Door County. I'm lucky if I have a gasoline express in my hometown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't. Welcome. Panda Express is one of the few fast food restaurants. Just to clear things up, we don't have a Panda Express there. <laughs> God. At least not close. We probably do now. You have a Mongolian grill, I swear to God. We definitely have a Who Hot Mongolian grill. Yeah, okay. Was... So, again, you are rich. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> Culturally rich. Culturally. Scott- is, is Scott, I, a serious question. In your hometown, is there a single fast food place? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. No, That's like crazy. The, the one gas station would be the closest thing. Yeah, well, if you don't, if you want franchises, maybe move to the big city of Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> All right, Mr. Silver Spoon, we fucking get oh, it. Oh, yeah. We could recap countless memories of me getting stuffed at Who Hot, eating the Mongolian noodles, <laughs> beef, yeah, and I'm, then just... You're about to get stuffed at Who Hot in another way, fucker. I didn't even have to drive back to the Panera. You walk oh, to the God. Panera from the Who Hot Grill. You walk there, and you have a nice little oversweetened coffee while you <laughs> leech their Wi-Fi and torrent music on an Intel laptop. 
The big city for Scott was Monroe, Wisconsin, by the way. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Monroe. <laughs> Shout out. The Getz Theater. Monroe. What up, Getz? <laughs> they had a McDonald's. That's right. They had a Culver's. They had a probably. Taco Bell. And you know what? Big glow up in around, like, I think 2009, 2008. The Walmart uh, might have been upgraded into a little super center. I don't know. Wow. Groceries now. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Monroe, Wisconsin. Monroe's Walmart super center. Send us the check. Monroe, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, Okay. I'll be done with Monroe. (laughs) The timing. Welcome to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. It's a podcast that we're still recording remotely. Yeah. Hopefully not much longer until we get in person and start kissing each other on mic about <laughs> dumb shit. That's right. Uh, mm. And I, of those of you who are wondering, those of you who kept tweeting to the show saying, if Scott has symptoms on his second dose, I will not get the vaccine. Sorry, people. No symptoms. Go get it. Hey. You have to do it now, you anti-vaxxer. Every anti-vaxxer was trying to base it off what happened to me. Well, tough shit. <laughs> if he is having symptoms, he's not going to talk about it live on mic. Yeah. He's talking I'm about it off through. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cut to me. I have one of those, like, ice packs on my head, like, uh, and a thermometer, like, <laughs> in the, my mouth for the past three hours for some you're reason. You're the clip art result if you search for sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, steam shooting out of his ears. His cheeks are red. Ooh, he's got mm-hmm. soup on his tummy. Mm-hmm. There's big sweat drops, and for some reason, the sweat drops have faces. <laughs> this is the third episode we're recording, and we are just not trying to finish this one. We're just trying to <laughs> make mistake. We are not into longer. getting down to business. We're, we're like, we're gonna make it take even longer. <laughs> well, you say that, but hey, we're only six minutes in. That's but hey. you know what? We got a big show to talk. We got a big, we got a big, big show today. We got a huge show. show but today. in another way, kind of little. This week we're reviewing Ants, a 1998 computer animated adventure film, and the first film from the, at the time, brand new DreamWorks Animation Studio. The film is about the bug Ants, specifically about a worker ant named Z, voiced by no one famous, who strives to reconcile his own individuality within the communal work ethic of the ant colony. He falls in love with the ant princess and must save the colony from the scheming of the evil General Mandible. This was made at the same time as Pixar's A Bug's Life, which beyond obviously also being about bugs, has the exact same plot for the most part. <laughs> DreamWorks founders Jeffrey Katzenberg and Steve Jobs would feud with Pixar's John Lasseter over the similarity. Both parties claim that the idea started at the Disney at Disney in the late 80s, with the pitch being delivered in 1992, although this has been disputed also. His pitch was for a film at the time known as Bugs, which stuck with Katzenberg, who kept up with Lasseter and Bugs Life and co-directors Andrew Stanton's plans up until Katzenberg left Disney for a $270 million settlement, by the way, to get out of this to start DreamWorks, basically. Katzenberg went to DreamWorks, had this dream project of doing Ants. It was their first announced project. Disney was, of course, pissed. uh, And DreamWorks eventually, through the production of Ants, pivoted and was going to release The Prince of Egypt as their first animated feature, Disney then announced that A Bug's Life was going to come out the same weekend as A Prince of Egypt to tank Prince of Egypt's budget and box office. Uh, DreamWorks then moved Ants up five months so that it would come out before A Bug's Life. And it did, of course. That's why it's the first one that came out for DreamWorks. Mm -hmm. And therefore, Bug's Life is a spoof of Ants when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, Potentially. 
Uh, Ants was a modest hit, earning 171 million on a budget of either 42 million or 105 million. I'm gonna guess the latter, given that it was listed as one of the options. And it looked so fucking good. <laughs> we'll get to it. We will get to this. So, Ants is not a spoof movie. So why are we doing this? Well, for this year's April Fool's Month. We thought we'd take a little trip down the animation wormhole and specifically take a gander at the arc of DreamWorks Animation. So this month we are doing all That's DreamWorks Animated cue, Pictures. Cue that beautiful Gungan symphony. Spoofs, spoofs, <laughs> and novelty songs where DreamWorks come true. It's DreamWorks <laughs> month, people. You've been screaming for it. You've been and dying. That's been right. dying for You this. guys, I watched a movie about... Uh, two women one was named beverly the other one was named linda they had sort of like short permed haircuts and uh they uh wore like high-waisted jeans and keds mm. and Where they kept they talking about their uh this was not barb and star <laughs> <laughs> but they kept talking about their nieces and nephews did i watch the wrong movie oh no you watched aunts i believe oh, is what you're looking for no. oh no just to recap, DreamWorks Month, Spooskids Novelty Songs, where DreamWorks come true. We're going to be going over Ants this week, Shrek 2 next week, Shark Tale the week after, and finally ending on Captain Underpants the movie. I kept wanting to do Prince of Egypt, but y'all said no. Too serious, because Prince of Egypt is kind of a serious movie. Mm. It's kind of not funny. It's like a kind of pretty serious take on that I'm pretty that, sure if you story. watch it with The Life of Brian, it's like a double feature. The funny thing is, those other three movies we're doing are all basically spoofs. Like, they are all three satire or parodies of other things. So, like, this is the only one for some reason that's just, like, not a spoof at all. But I think whatever. it's a spoof it's of uh, the uh, one of these branches of the animal kingdom. Insectoid. <laughs> I Gentlemen. Think- Go, go ahead, Marty. Yeah, ask I us. Bef- can, before we tell you what uh, we think of it, please <laughs> fucking t- ask us. What did you think of Ants? Oh, my now God. Go finally. Kelly. Oh, <laughs> finally, I can release everything. I just wanted to say um, that when uh, Pixar was developing Bugs or Bugs Life, do you think a lot of other studios were like, they don't have the rights to Bugs money. That's fucking Warner Bros. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Ants suck. Yes, yes. Ants fucking sucked, if you can't tell by my terrible other jokes about other characters. 11 this minutes in, that's trash. when we fucking drop it on them. We couldn't wait any longer to tell you it's bad. This movie's so bad. It's so stupid. It doesn't hold up. They don't even look like real ants. <laughs> That's the biggest problem with this movie. Is yeah, the, the I animation. got a really white face. I, it's my my, 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 my my head proportions to, to, to the, the my face, the size of my face, my head. It's it's Scott, all off. What's this voice you're doing? That's so that sounds familiar. I don't know what that is. Huh? Strange. What's that voice you were just doing? I wasn't doing a voice. Oh, okay. Hold okay. on. There's something on my microphone. There's this little speck. There's this little speck crawling around my mic right now. Oh, oh my god. Eh, well, I, I'll just leave it on there. <laughs> I hope he doesn't come back. I hope he does. He's got a voice that lifts 50 times his own weight. I, 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 I can barely lift 10. Oh my god. <laughs> Boy, this movie opens with a therapist scene that is like one of the worst opening scenes to a movie I've ever seen. It's truly just fucking awful. I wrote right away, this is just going to be B-movie. Like, it's just... 
wild how this movie is like somehow the adult animated movie, but like all, it, but it's like written like a kid's movie still. So none of it works. Just none of this movie yeah, works. It's nothing for, about it works. If your if your age is like a Webding's character, then this movie might be <laughs> written for you. He's it's he's got a nice guy syndrome. He dances with the princess once, and he's like, "I'm in love. I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it." Yeah. The plot of this movie is just. Um, I don't know. They decided what everybody's motivation is and then they like try to get it. And then like, and then, and then like while they're trying to get the thing they want, they have to like avoid like many physical obstacles (laughs) and go through like a, a, an obstacle course. And that's pretty much the movie. This movie is Starship Troopers. It's the exact same story. It's literally Starship Troopers guy who joins the military goes and fights other bugs uh communism is like the thing or like marxism is like the main thing they're really getting at like it's literally just starship troopers again but so shitty (laughs) like so but like what if we just say literal things about marxism like the workers have to rise up you have the power worker like these are just like lines in the movie and it's like ah this movie made me want to like bash my head in with a rock it was so annoying how bad this movie was yeah and it looks bad ham-fisted Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think since, since it's the first DreamWorks, and I would actually be curious to watch. Maybe I'll just watch A Bug's Life for fun later this week. Because uh, I'd be curious to see how... I'm sure A Bug's Life does look better, but I'm, so I don't want to knock this movie too much for the shitty animation just because, like, hey, it's still early on. Like, I, I mean, Shrek looked like 20 times better in this movie, and that came out like a no, year or two later. I disagree. I think Shrek looked like trash, too. Yeah, I also think... Shrek is bad. I think when Shrek first came out, everybody was like, holy shit. No, and then, yeah, for And then sure, in, but... in retrospect, I would I would think it, it seems about one year better than uh, A Bug's Life. And also, let's remember, when they like introduce these technologies, there is like a, an exponential... like When it's new, it's going to improve a lot faster than like 20 years sure. later, where sure. there's like gr- the improvements are much smaller steps. I mean, so, this movie was well-regarded. <laughs> when it came out, it was well-regarded. This was considered like a groundbreaking animation. Like, people did think this movie was great. They were like, charming movie. Like, all the reviews for this movie are hilarious. They're all just like, charming, so funny. Wow, such a serious story in a kid's movie. And it's like bananas to read that now. It's like, yeah, how? I think how did people think this was good? My main problem with this is the... The story is just like very like bland. Like it's like I said, there's like there's just not really like a twist, or and and then all the humor is like yeah, just like oh, what if bugs acted like people? <laughs> right, right. No, that's the only joke. If you like, a bug's life has almost the exact same plot, but the circus bugs, which is the whole thing that makes a bug's life a movie, is that is the he joins circus like a circus. Bugs? He joins oh, like the, oh, for some reason he, I thought you were talking about just specifically the Roly Polies. I forgot that the rest of them were also yeah. In they're the, all I you were yes. just talking about these like yes <laughs> side characters that have maybe five lines. And you're like, this <laughs> no, is what no. makes it a movie. Like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, yeah. When clearly it's the fat caterpillar that makes it a movie. <laughs> Heimlich? You talking about Heimlich? Yeah. I think that's his name. Yeah. All those cutaways where he's like, oh, it's Boysenberry. <laughs> I couldn't remember the voice. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. Can we just talk about this movie instead? Yeah. Bugs Life rules. 
it's a that movie is like the same thing. It's like the military is trying to crush them, and they do, but they do it without. But it's the military. It's the difference is a bug's life is racist because it's the grasshoppers trying to crush them. It's a different well, I nation also think of it's bugs. just a lot yes. less like. I think it it has the same message of like populism but it but it's just way less heavy-handed with it like it's because because the main character in a bug's life when he gives his big speech uh he's like um you know there's more of us than there are of you and when we're standing together united we'll beat you every time just because you know we're the lower class but there's we are the many and you are the few elites uh such a like uh a you know, that could apply to so many different things, and it's easy for a kid to understand. Um, and frankly, it radicalized me as a seven-year-old. Uh, <laughs> oh, but then, God, but then Ants is like, ah, we're seizing the means. Like, they're like, yeah, right. They're like trying to be like, ha, ha, ha. Isn't it funny yes. that we're like referencing this like thing that grown-ups know? It feels like it's like making fun of it. I think, I think that. Uh, DreamWorks more than Pixar was like cognizant of that thing that like all like kids movies did, especially during uh, the the aughts of we're, we're going to throw in a couple jokes for the parents. And then Ants is like just that. And it's like you need those like we're going to toss in a couple for the parents just so that they don't like blow their brains out in the theater. But nobody's like. Oh, when DreamWorks throws in a joke for the parents, it's the fucking pinnacle of humor. Like, it's just there as, like, a (laughs) shitty consolation prize for the parents. So if you're going to have a whole movie full of those shitty consolation prize jokes, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Sound analysis. (laughs) Kelly and I both have nothing to add because it's just, like, that's pretty much it. I mean, Everybody yeah, it's, it's very fun when children's <laughs> movies go over class warfare <laughs> because the kids don't know what the fuck's going on. They want to be firefighters or policemen or fucking politicians. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's just like uh, this movie sucked for many reasons. Woody Allen's a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, and... we can talk about that. It's he's a. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna oh, come out and say it. Was, that was the voice he's a I bad recognized. Man. Do you think someone at DreamWorks was like, "Hey, you know how one of the main characters in Toy Story's name is Woody"? I, 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 Woody. I think it's more complicated than that. I think you got to look at the nuance <laughs> of the situation. Hold on, I'm gonna flick this fucking. Bling! There goes the ant <laughs> off my uh, microphone. So, the obvious Woody Allen sucks stuff for sure. We're all on the same page with this. In this movie, he's legitimately bad. He's legitimately hurts the movie. He's so irritating and unfunny the entire time. I can't stand this movie, be- mostly because he makes no jokes. It's like they wrote Woody Allen will improvise into the script for like every line he does, and every improvisation is like a joke from the 1920s that wasn't even a joke then. It was like some <laughs> reference to like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a bunch of like, uh, I'll pay his, that guy owes me money. He'd made one of those jokes. Oh, I was like, oh my God, that guy owes me money was the big punchline to this scene. Like, fuck me. Holy well, shit. and also it's like, cause I think the joke is supposed to be like, what if an ant was neurotic? Like, you know what I mean? Because they're supposed to be just like, I serve one purpose. I work for the queen. The end. Whoa, what if an ant was like having complicated emotions? So then, but right, but then that just like adds up to Woody Allen doing like the same thing he does in every movie. So it feels like he's right. He's just like, 
he's not bringing anything he we haven't seen a thousand fucking times from this guy. What's funny to me is that they have infinite possibilities to like have a protagonist that has likable character traits, but then they're like, what if we just got Woody Allen to do it instead? <laughs> just be neurotic <laughs> and annoying and... Yeah, that'll carry the film. This is great. I truly think Sylvester Stallone pushed himself harder in this movie. (laughs) I'm not not joking. I say that with 100% sincerity. I think they were trying really hard to cast, like, for adults. Like, they were saying, like, Woody Allen is, like, an adult actor. Sharon Stone, an adult actor. Like, they were trying to go for, like, strictly famous people. They go for stars. That's normal. That's, like, they even do that for the crossed and uncrossed her legs. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, compared to, like, a bug. Life. Bugs Life has names in it too, but the names in that are like they're more wide ranging appeal at the time. Although there's obviously another another big uh, canceled person who's a main voice in yeah. Bugs Life. Yeah, when the cricket was like, we got to storm the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> who is that even? I don't even know. I don't, who that okay, is. do a James Woods impression, fuckface. Oh, I didn't even realize. Was, I didn't realize he's in Bugs Life. I meant Kevin Spacey, but oh, I. <laughs> I'm getting it mixed up. James Woods was Hades and Hercules. Yes. Moving on. Hey, Herc, you got to storm the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Got, Bugs Life has a great cast. I'm looking yes. up. This is Madeline Kahn's in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they got uh, David Hyde Pierce, Richard Kine, Kevin Spacey. Oh, people who are uh, actually good at voice acting. Oh, a bunch of people who can actually do voice acting. Yeah. That's crazy that that would be a good casting choice. Which I do think that, and that, I think that's a good point, too, that I think Pixar continued to have that problem as they went of, like, instead of getting um, people who are good at voice acting and, like, kind of celebrities, they're like, let's just get the most famous people we can, regardless of if they're good at this. You mean DreamWorks, right? Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, DreamWorks. Yeah. DreamWorks will get whatever high-profile. So they'll be like, fucking, I don't know, who has like a boring voice but is like really. They're like, we need to get. Um, the I think Will cast Smith. of Shark Tale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Will Smith is like the one that comes to mind from like. And you'd bad think DreamWorks he's got like casting. a unique enough voice that it would be good, but like, yeah, it, uh, De Niro, work. Martin Scorsese is in that movie, guys. Like that Shark Tale is going to be like a lot of bad voice acting. It's a lot of bad voice acting. As a, a spoof. Zero out of ten. It's not a spoof, nor a goof. Nor is it really novel, since another movie was being made at the same time that's the exact same. As a movie, one out of ten. There was one joke I liked. It rivals Hungover Games for the poorest execution. This movie was really poorly made. Oh, oh, I didn't even touch on this at all. The fucking audio mixing on the vocals was also bizarre. The the voices did not sound like they were coming from the movie at all. Like, it really was mixed really poorly. Like, I was shocked by that. Not only the animation being bad, fine. The times, I get that. But, like, the audio mixing on this was, like, off. It was just, like, not... Uh, mixed into the world enough so it just sounds like the uh, the dialogue is on a completely different plane of existence from the rest yeah. of the movie it was so bizarre to listen to yep uh one small thing i want to mention they had the wasps be like uh, the like what like white anglo-saxon yes. <laughs> <laughs> um mm-hmm. that's it let's rate as a as as a movie as a movie who out of 10. It wasn't like... It's the kind of bad where, like, I am going to forget about it as soon as uh, we finish this podcast. Um, Like, it doesn't actively infuriate me, but it is just straight up not good. 
Uh, watch Bugs Life instead, much better execution. And yes, Woody Allen is a piece of shit. Uh, and as a spoof, I'm going to say 4.8 out of 10. Because it is definitely like attempting, like it's definitely doing a take on bugs. Or like you have to know a little bit about bugs to get a lot of these jokes. So it is doing like takes on a subject matter, but I don't think it's, well, it's certainly not doing a good job. It's just, it's just very lazy about it. So I'll give them points for the attempt, but definitely below average in its execution. I give it a one out of 10 as a movie. Uh, No justification. It's just bad. (laughs) I could rate it zero. I'm not going to. There are people who worked on it who might be proud of it, and I don't want to hurt their feelings by giving it zero. I'm sure they'll be totally fine with me giving it a one instead. And I gave it a three out of ten. You said you weren't going to explain, and then your explanation was weird as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Three out of ten is a spoof. It's definitely spoofed Bugs Life. I don't care who knows it. They are... The the similarities between the DreamWorks releases and the Pixar releases are too They're funny. Weird. Like I think they had a similar. mole on the inside. That's the only way they could yeah, have been so similar. It's, it's insane. And DreamWorks just constantly was like, we'll do it, but shittier. <laughs> <laughs> and Dude, they this did. Might be the f- this might be the first movie that spoofs a movie that hasn't come out yet. This movie spoof tried it was a take on a movie that didn't exist yet, technically. I think what's goofy is that when DreamWorks like I'm not giving them props, but like when they do more original IPs like Shrek, you know, that's like when they succeed, yet they still insist on doing like the I don't know we'll make a trolls movie and sell a lot of products or like i don't i just don't get it i just don't understand those were hits it. though people do like those they were like, hits people, but yeah, it's those also were hits. yeah you're right they're not they were hits to yeah. fucking goo goo gaga kids whereas pixar they could have done any movie and they would have succeeded right pixar, like any pixar takes the goo goo gaga kids and the big man adult venn diagram and they overlap them they do a good job of just making it all one circle versus like if when I have kids and they want to see a DreamWorks film, I'm going to say maybe not. <laughs> I do think that, yeah, the, the episodes where we like three grown men, like clinic clinically analyze <laughs> a movie that is written and every single step of it is intended to be for children. These are some of the sadder episodes we do. I'm not going to lie. Okay. That's why not I, this movie though, this movie was written for right. adults. This, Fair movie enough. Is for yeah, adults. this is like the yes. only one, but yeah, once, once we get to like, yeah, we're like shark tail. We're like, yeah, third act problems. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'll yeah, be more for no I, I'm keeping that in mind. I'm keeping that in mind. Like I'm, Hey, I loved a goofy movie. It was great <laughs> throughout it's 10 out of 10 film. Marty's the one. Well, that's, a, I mean, sometimes there are children's movies that like, can they just stand up as good movies? Yeah, they do. I know. I watch a lot of them. This Any is not of them that actually get good reviews. I typically am like, yeah, I want to watch that. Fuck yeah! Is Animation Cloudy with rules. a Chance of Meatballs? That's like a. That's a. What is it called? What's that other like third Illumination? Yeah, movie? is yeah. that them? The Minions one, I think. I'm not sure. Is it? It might be DreamWorks. It might be DreamWorks. 
Are we watching Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Yeah. No. It's a spoof of weather, Marty. (laughs) Yeah, weather is not like that. (laughs) There's no meatballs. Usually rain comes down. It's Sony Pictures Animation. Ah, So Sony Pictures Animation (laughs) can't do it. Yeah, it's not DreamWorks or Pixar. Yep, sorry. They did uh, Hotel Transylvania, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, now those we can do Transylvania 3 the Mitchells versus the machines I don't know any of these these are weird did they do Charlie Brown or the Peanuts movie maybe I don't know <laughs> Scott guy a song yeah I do you have a song guys let's get into it I you know we just uh, uh, talked about our little visit to an earthling ant farm well oh my god what if i told you that we're gonna take a little trip to an alien ant farm that's right we're talking about alien ant farms cover of michael jackson's hit i knew it smooth criminal this is a new metal version of smooth criminal smooth criminal was uh let's see did i put in my notes which uh album it's off of maybe i should just read what i wrote instead of uh (laughs) trying to improvise whatever the fuck i'm saying uh in 2001 alien ant farm released a cover version of smooth criminal as the second single from their album anthology now if you look at the cover of anthology you'll notice the first three letters of that word anthology are in all caps (laughs) according to the band members they would play a few riffs of the jackson song while warming up before gigs and audience members would request them to play the entire song this positive feedback encouraged them to record their own rendition of smooth criminal and include it on anthology the cover became a number one hit signal hit signal the cover became a number one hit single on the u.s billboard modern rock tracks chart not the top 100 and was also a number one hit in australia for eight weeks in europe it reached number three in the united kingdom and charted within the top ten in other countries. The music video was directed by Mark Classfield, Classfeld, and featured multiple references to the Michael Jackson music video, including the Smooth Criminal video itself. Their 1999 album, Greatest Hits, includes a hidden track named Slick Thief, which was an early version, a demo, if you will, of their recording of Smooth Criminal. Now, gentlemen, I talked a little bit about where it placed on on some of the charts in this world, but I'd like to inform you that there is extensive data on where it tracked in (laughs) multiple countries. So let's just pick out a couple for fun. Where do you think it peaked in Scotland? Number one. I'll go... Laddie, I will go number three. Oh my god, my lad, yeah, hit it right on the head. It's number three. <laughs> Where do you think it peaked in Germany? Number one. Oh yeah, I think it peaked at number three. <laughs> oh, the Scottish guy is doing a German impression. <laughs> it peaked at number five. Um, Number one, and this is to test if you were listening, Australia. Hey, Marty, ah. you go first. <laughs> Good day, mate. I think it peaked number three. 
<laughs> that's a the Scottish guy is a great impre- well he, the Scottish guy <laughs> is a mediocre impressionist seven. number seven no Kelly it peaked at number one neither of you were listening <laughs> so I will read my paragraph again um, oh, no, no. let's instead of that let's get a little taste of Alien Ant Farm's cover of, oh this is what I wanted to say I wasn't sure if I put it in my uh, little blurb Quincy Jones produced the track and, and did the backing track. Which, wow. Yeah. Um, for the original or for the Alien Ant Farm version? <laughs> let's, I'll, you know what, we'll let the audience see if they can figure that one out. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's get a little taste, a little sample of Smooth Criminal, the cover by Alien Ant Farm. Are you okay? You okay? Now, Marty, during the break, you were telling us that you have a personal anecdote about this song. <laughs> Welcome back to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. Thanks for sticking with us. Now, we teased that anecdote before the break. Marty, the people are ready. Let's have it. First off, I think this song slaps. I echo Kelly's sentiment. This song is great. And I never even knew about the Michael Jackson version of this song when I first heard this song. So to me, this is the version of Smooth Criminal. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that too, how it's like, oh, cool, Michael Jackson did a cover of this. <laughs> <laughs> he was he inspired. Did, he, did, he, he did Ants to Alien Ant Farms, A Bug's Life. He wow. went back in time. <laughs> Gentlemen. Uh, this is the song that will be played on repeat during the uh, alleged white boy summer that we're about to have. Yeah, I don't want to do that. All right. <laughs> Me neither. Next. I don't want to have that summer. Can we just do normal summer? Yeah, normal summer would be... It's like overdue, I think, at this point. For, we're overdue for a normal summer. Can we have a everybody summer, please? Yes. Let's have a multicultural boy summer. See you um, at the beach. Uh, fellas, we heard about this Annie that they keep asking if uh, uh, she's okay. Well, I've collected some famous Anns from history that I wonder if they're asking if these Anns are okay. It's the famous Ann quiz. I'm going to give you <laughs> three clues about each of these famous Anns. If you can get it on the first clue, that's three points. If you get it on the second clue, that's two points. And if you got to hear all three clues before you get it, a meager one point shall be awarded unto thee. And if you don't get it, I'm a f- sorry, I cannot award you any points. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you can you can keep you can guess as much as you want. And then once you both agree, you want the next clue. Um, that's when I'll I'll probably say it. So. Let's dive in with our famous Anne number one. Here's here's clue number one. <clears throat> this Anne had a famous stage act that was filmed by Thomas Edison. And if you got nothing, you can just say Anne the Elephant. Wrong. I I got nothing. Clue number two. We're moving on. Uh, this will only be worth two points. Women's self-defense was a cause taken up by this famous Anne. I don't know. I still don't know. All right. Two idiots stand before me. (laughs) Clue number three. Although she shares a name with the famous sunglasses, 
Firearms were this famous Anne's preferred accessory. Annie, Annie Oakley. Yes. Annie Oakley. I thought I thought One that point. was I, I thought Annie Oakley was a fictional person. No. No, she's got that famous gun shooting video. <laughs> well, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Gun shooting film. Thank you. Yes. Cinema. Wax disc. Uh, Marty <laughs> leads with one point. Moving on to Anne number two. This famous Anne came into the world on September 7th of 1915. Anne Frank. I'm going to guess Princess Anne Margaret, I think is her full name. That's a good guess, but wrong-o. Clue number oh, two. not a good guess. <laughs> Fucking cool. <laughs> she is... would have been like 35 in, in World <laughs> War II. We don't know Kelly. how old she was. She never mentioned that in the diary. Yeah. She was like um, Charlie's Theron's character in Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> this famous wow. Anne was especially popular with little girls in her time. Annie Warbucks? Uh... <laughs> uh, no, I'm afraid that's not the Anne I'm talking about. Uh, God, I don't know. I don't know. Moving on to clue number three. Bright red hair and a triangle nose are this famous Anne's trademarks. Raggedy Ann. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Oh. Okay, so it can be fictional characters. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I never said it couldn't. Uh, born. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, you just say born. <laughs> you just say born. No, what I said was this famous Anne came into this world on September. Uh, so that was very intentional. Son of a bitch. You don't son of a bitch. Very good. You don't come for the king. <laughs> One to one, moving on to Anne number three. This famous Anne was born in Europe in 1929. Oh, oh uh, Anne Frank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Four points. So he just. I her last name. Oh, just, I know her first name's Anne. Oh, man. Oh, geez. He turned into Frankenstein. That's all he could do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Three points to Kelly. Kelly leads four to one. Moving on to Anne number four. This famous Anne writes genre fiction usually set in the American South or the southern states of America. Not South America. The South. I don't know. Kelly, anything? Or shall we move on to clue number two? Brad Pitt. And Tom Cruise star in a film adaptation of this famous Anne's oh. novel. Oh, what is that? Oh, I don't know her name. I know the. I know the, Obviously, know the movie, but mm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith go to Washington. <laughs> if Kelly, if Kelly, if Kelly can't uh, get it, I will maybe take the name of the movie for a hay point. But let's move on to clue number three and see if Kelly can jump in or maybe this will bring the name into your head marty you might say this novelist's work has a lot of bite again i don't know her name i don't know (laughs) all right what's the name of the movie interview with a vampire written by ann rice that's right yep hey all right a hey point to mark so it's four to one and a hey point half yep born in 1982 this famous ann got her big break in 2001 ann hathaway 
Bingo, shit. Damn uh, it. Seven points, seven to one and a half. <laughs> Damn it. Kelly is walking away with this thing. That one's been on the tip of my tongue for like the past five questions, and I wanted to answer it as a joke, but I was like, no, I'm I'm keeping this one. Save that, because otherwise I would have gotten This is going to be an yeah. answer for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two more ands to go. Marty, you could, if you get both of these on <laughs> the first guess. I win. If you, I get both. you will win by a hay point. Uh, all right. This famous Anne was a part of a legendary sibling rivalry. Anything? Uh, uh, Anne Williams, Serena, no. and Venus Williams. <laughs> third sister. Third sister. Yeah. Other sister. <laughs> Who was good at ping pong. Uh, Anne. Uh, I don't know. Clue number two. This famous Anne has been portrayed by Natalie Portman, Natalie Dorner, and Helena Botham Carter. Princess Anne. Princess Mark Princess Anne, Princess Margaret. <laughs> I'm afraid not. I'm afraid what? not, but you're in the right. I'll st- <laughs> it was not the DC character of Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did she Oh it's Martin Queen. I'll- Queen- Queen Anne. I'll give you. Oh, that's. Your cl- I forgot. Bonham Carter did both. You're in the right. You're both. in the right direction. Or this might. I don't know if this counts or not. Uh, if we'll do the same. If Kelly doesn't get it, I will say that this is. <laughs> oh great! I get another half point. Hooray! I might give you a full point for that one. Who the hell? Because I don't know if she's. Oh geez. Let me. Let's do the last clue, and then we can talk about. If your yeah. answer counts, because I feel like it kind of does. This famous Anne lost her head to a famous Henry. Yeah, so I don't know. Is okay. It was Anne Boleyn. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give you the point. I don't know if she was known. I think is Queen Anne a different uh, person though. I think Queen are, Anne might be like a Victorian. Like I don't know if she's commonly known as Queen Anne. There might be a different person. So there are a bunch. I think. Yeah. Is the thing. So I think Anne Boleyn would still technically. She was married to the king, tricky. and her name was she Anne. Was. Correct. Oh, good, for so fun. Tough. You know what? For fun, I'm gonna give you. Um. We'll give you we'll give you three points because you're holding up three fingers and making a begging <laughs> face. The problem is Helena Bonham Carter has played like every fucking female member of the English royal family. It's true in every generation. She's it's played true. all of them pretty much. It's true. <laughs> Anne Boleyn was okay. This is the last famous Anne. <clears throat> this famous Anne has appeared in books, newspapers, the stage, and on screen. Anne of Green Gables? That's a good guess. I think that even like that may apply to, to your Anne, but it also applies to the Anne I'm thinking of. Annie Warbucks. Or that one. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the movie, <laughs> I think she takes Daddy. I was a little orphan Annie. It was a, yeah, fine. All right. Kelly, you know your Anne's real good. <laughs> And I'm a dumb shit. <laughs> uh, your words, not mine. It's my Kelly. favorite Jeopardy category of ands. Yes. <laughs> do you have... Hey, Kelly, do you have a novelty product for me? What is this adding? What does that add to this? That Why is voice? it like every five episodes you have to do this? It's like you're you contractually like obligated. It's wild. <laughs> Brought you to you like- by Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, God. <laughs> She's not even in it. Yeah, and the, 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 that will have come out like three weeks ago. Yeah, four weeks ago. Yeah, we're doing Yu-Gi-Oh! 
Hey, Yu-Gi-Oh! I guess you could say you activated his trap card. You activated my trap card. We are doing Yu-Gi-Oh! this week, boys. The heart of the cards. Uh, I don't have... Did you guys ever play Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. You did. You should present. Tell me all about it. (laughs) I've only ever watched the show, and I love referencing my grandpa's deck. I think I played it once or twice, but did it, like, probably wrong. Oh man, Yu-Gi-Oh! If you played Yu-Gi-Oh! at our school, there was a stigma against you, let me tell you. Really? Yeah, it was not cool. Even me, like, like watching the show, I couldn't talk about it with my friends, because it's like, dude, if I talk I'm, about I'm it, only it's, saying this... It's social suicide. I'm saying this, I'm condemning this as I say it, but I would like to inform you guys, and again, <laughs> this was bad, but at my elementary school, kids... Would call Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Ho. Wow. Yes. Yu-Gi-Oh is a better Pecatonica High School coming at you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. don't shame uh, my alma mater like that. We'll bleep that out. I can say that. You can't say that. I can say I know, that at Pecatonica School we said Yu-Gi-Ho. <laughs> I know so little about Yu-Gi-Oh. I know Pot of Greed. Yes, that draws you two cards. I know it's an anime manga. Adapted Blue Eyes White to a Dragon game. is the strongest of mm, cards. Or, no, it's not. Uh, maybe during the original, when it first came out, it certainly was. It was a very strong card. What was the card? The Karibo that he like countered Exodio with somehow. He countered. No, he countered. Yes, in, was I believe it was the Karibo that he countered the Exodio with. That's definitely <laughs> true. <laughs> Marty, Yu-Gi-Oh. give it to me. Give it to me. Yu Gi Oh, a manga that got turned into a TV show and card game. In Can the you guys manga, just really end- quick for me turn around and <laughs> expose uh, sort of the top back of your underwear? No reason. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll pull it up. Yeah. I'll pull it up. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Mine has a uh, handle on it just for you. <laughs> oh, that's perfect because I'm about to hang you on the back of this door. <laughs> the end of the first season when Yu-Gi-Oh! is facing Pegasus uh, of the TV show. He defeats his relinquished with a Karibo play uh, that is not a thing you could ever do in the card game or in the rules of the TV show, I think, okay. even. Uh, but the the rules for the Yu-Gi-Oh! game are different across all media. Like, the, the video games are have different rules than the TV show and than the card game. They all have different rules. None of it is consistent. Same with how, how like, Pokemon cards functions. It's just, like, none of it is consistent or makes any sense. Like, it's all different. But the card game was a lot of fun. Uh, if you liked playing... Magic the Gathering, you would like playing Yu-Gi-Oh! It's a simpler version, but, you know, it was good for Since we're talking about a better uh, thing, Pokemon, um, have you guys seen the, the, <laughs> the like, gameplay footage for the new Pokemon game they're coming out with? I where have. It's, it's supposed to be yeah, an open... Right. I don't know. I don't like the idea of you sneak around... Um, and, and capture. And capture. There's no battling before you capture. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I don't. I think they have a lot of work to do. It is so optimistic that they think that's going to be done in one year. And I've always it, said I think the perfect Pokemon game would be keep the same formula, except when you battle, it's still you've got uh, four moves, um, and you know you're still like doing like type advantages and like status change, like all that stuff stays. But then instead of making it turn based combat, 
it goes, you play as the Pokemon you cast out. And each of the four moves is like mapped to four different buttons. And there, there's like an action, like, like there's a like a down for it, probably for sure, whatever. But like, but you're actually like battling like in, in real time. And like, there's like a little arena that you can send your Pokemon around and. Yeah, I think that, and and then and then also like yeah, make it open world where like just do the the last one that came out for Switch, the Sword and Shield. There's like when you're in the towns and on like the routes between towns, it's fixed camera. But then there are these places called like wild areas where like you control the camera and just are running around. Just make that the whole game. Do the battle thing. I said, you got it, folks. You nailed it. I think Pokemon the anime is like great because ash is an awful trainer oh, he's a and dipshit they, he's a fucking dumbass evolve your pokemon like second round to like a nine-year-old in the championships and it's like <laughs> hell yeah this is, he I'm doesn't a, even know type advantages no yeah. he doesn't he just throws he, pikachu against he, everybody my favorite part of the whole series is when he catches a crabby and then like seven episodes later in the championships or maybe even longer He's like, oh yeah, I caught that Krabby that one time, and it hasn't been in my... I haven't like used him at all. I'll use him for this battle in the tournament. And it's like, holy shit, bro. <laughs> you're, you're fucking dumbass. Mm-hmm. And then Krabby evolves into Kingler. It's so stupid. Anyways. Yeah, and then he throws... As soon as it evolves, he throws that Pokeball in the fucking trash. <laughs> yeah. How appropriate that we're talking about Pokemon when the subject matter is Yu-Gi-Oh! Because Yu-Gi-Oh! is just so bonkers and overshadowed by a better fad. That said, I got a little quiz. It's an easy one. It's just the names of some cards. I'm gonna go through ten different sets of cards. You guys gotta tell me which card is real. And which card is fake? Love Sorry, it. Scott. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, yeah, you're going to win. That's fine. Uh, also, <laughs> just to uh, uh, do a little disclaimer, I didn't do a lot of research into this. I just typed in real Yu-Gi-Oh cards and pulled some images and fake Couldn't Yu-Gi-Oh, you? or fan-made Yu-Gi-Oh cards oh. and pulled some images. So there might be some real ones that are fake but so you're just gonna have to go off of what I say, okay? Yeah. When you typed in real Yu-Gi-Oh cards, it might have found not real Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> well, no, I typed quotes. in. I didn't type in real Yu-Gi-Oh. I typed. But in you didn't put Yu-Gi-Oh in minus not when you typed it. <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm bad at googling. Uh well, so here's the first one, guys. Is Nitwit Outwit a real card, or? Is Tyler the Great Warrior a real card? I'm going to say there's no way it would be called Tyler. It's got to be Nitwit. Nitwit's the real one? Yeah, I think I think he's right. All right. Nitwit, th- Nitwit Outwit is correct. That's hey. the real card. Tyler the Great Warrior has a fantastic picture of... <laughs> it looks like Trunks from Super... Uh, or from uh, Dragon Ball Z mm. as a Super Saiyan. I thought it was going to be Sonic fan art. Next question unlimited chaos form or dark magician girl <laughs> it's uh unlimited chaos form because i think dark magician girl is called something else i feel like yeah i think it's dark magician woman but i'll say i'll say dark magician girl <laughs> for fun as the real one yeah it's the real one it's wow. very real the artwork for it is fucking very disgusting. Anime. Yeah, I'm not sure. disgusting. Just like it looks like fan art. 
Red Eyes Time Wizard or Black Rose Dragon Form? I'm pretty sure Red Eyes Time Wizard is what I see when I look in the mirror. <laughs> I'm going to guess the other one. I'm going to take that as a guess. I have no idea. I don't know any of these cards. Which one's real? Which one's fake? Give me which one's fake. Which one do you think is fake? Sorry. I think the one Scott said is fake. I think it's Red real. Red Eyes Time Wizard? Red Eyes Time Wizard is real. Oh, Black yeah. Rose Dragon Form. Black Rose is actually from Magic the Gathering. So God someone damn. made a fan card. And they turned her in. They turned Black Rose into a sexy dragon form. <laughs> <laughs> Psychic Prodigy versus White Ninja. Psychic Prodigy is real. White Ninja is, of course, the real choice. Scott gets it. My Psychic God, Prodigy <laughs> you said you were so yeah, confident going into this. That's why. That's why the cards have decided your cockiness <laughs> will not go unpunished. But this is my grandpa's deck. This is my great grandpa's deck. Number five, <laughs> the King of D, or Meta Magical Barbers. The King of D is what I see when I look in the mirror. <laughs> but I think the Barbers one is real. Snip, snip. I'll take the other one. Marty gets it. The King Damn. of D is the real one. <laughs> I thought the other one was real. <laughs> Number six. Back. Skull <laughs> Oh no, he's so stressed out. <laughs> this is so my com- great-grandfather's deck from 1915, and it shall crush <laughs> yours. You're going to capture my soul if I don't win this. This is a Victrola-era deck. Skull Imp or Vampire Sorcerer. Skull Imp is real. VS is real, come on. Skullump is fake, Marty. <laughs> it said it was fake. It could, like I said, could be wrong. No, I think you're probably right. I, <laughs> I, these are all newer cards than I played with. I think because I played with this game when I was 11. Yeah, no, they probably <laughs> yeah. came up with a you lot. You thought of he would look up like the Gen One cards? No, a simple yes. Google image search. <laughs> Cat girl magician or tongue twister. This is the last one. This one's for a thousand points. We know they just love calling it. This is the girl version of the card, so I'm gonna say that it's Hat Girl. Cat, cat Girl. Tongue magician. Twister. Tongue Twister's the real one. Marty wins. He takes Yay. it home. Hey, good Marty, for you. You did it. You, you did it, Marty. Did. Oh I would like to thank my priest, <laughs> my clergy, and my grandpa's dad. <laughs> I would like to my- thank my priest. Pegasus, my clergy, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh, and my god, the cards. <laughs> this card's awful. I okay. pulled out Exodia at the last minute, and I won. Great segment this week, and Don't great recordings, sit. gentlemen. Hey, good job, everyone. Take take the next two weeks off. We'll see you. We'll see you then for another recording session. For Shark Tale and Shrek 2 next. Yes, we're looking forward to DreamWorks Month. Three men either in or approaching their 30s talking about movies made with a smaller budget than others (laughs) for kids and being mean to them. (laughs) We're never, we're only mean if they're bad. And I'm sure these are all going to be so, so good. (laughs) All right. We did it. Another one in the can. Thanks for listening. listening. Oh, what's next? What's next week, Kel? Next week, we're doing Shrek 2. It's everyone's favorite rom com. Oh, I thought. (laughs) They're really doing it. All right. Goodbye. All right. Bye bye. Appreciate it.